been a bad boy in my lifetime. But now I'm trying to be righteous in the Lord's eyes. Hello everyone and welcome to episode 6 of After God's Own Heart podcast. Um, it's your boy Iray T, Iray Trills. And um, today we have the lovely guest, um, Inez. Uh, yeah, Inez, do you, you want to do a quick intro? Yeah, I mean, my name's Inez. Uh, there's not really too much to say about me other than I love the Lord. I've been walking with Christ since 2014. Um, and before then, let's just say I lived. <laughs> I, I, I thought I met you, right? 2013, right? I think uh, so, around, around that time. Powerless, you know, isn't it? Yeah. On the cusp of... What, what so, right. <laughs> you, yeah. also, you got a little glimpse of, of, of beefy days. Beefy. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, cool. So, uh, Inez is a, is a good, good friend of mine. I've known her for years. Um, works in the finance world, and um, we'll, we'll, we'll touch on that later on as well. And um, we just had to chop and change um, about this topic. Um, if you haven't already, tune into episode five, where we looked into um, some examples of how you can hear from God and how God speaks. And I gave some personal examples as to how He speaks. And what I said was, um, there's three ways that He speaks to me. Um, of course, it can be more ways, uh, but the three ways He re- that resonates with me the most were Him talking to me directly. Um, through either something uh, through it being audible or it jumping in my spirit or through a vision or dream, or two, um, him speaking to me through friends, right? You know, God could speak to you through friends, and sometimes they don't even know that he's he's the one speaking through them. And thirdly, he can speak to you through the people around you. Yeah. Oh no, 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 sorry. I said that already. A lot of people around you, he can speak to you through you reading the Bible and meditating on it as well. Okay, cool. So speaking of um God um speaking to you f- through people around you, in today's podcast, we're gonna be looking at how to tell whether your friends are good or bad for you. And it won't be it won't be the obvious um answers, there's an nice spin to it. Um so that's that's the topic of today to check out which of your friends are actually good for you or bad for you. And not good to you, because a friend can be good to you, um, but still be bad for you, right? And that's what we're looking at today. And if you haven't already tuned in, uh, the whole point of this podcast is we're we're looking at the different interactions and relationships between different Bible characters and where using those stories and illustrations to apply it to our lives today as a, you know and we can use it as a nice model and a blueprint on our modern day um lives okay cool so with that being said um so Inez, how can you tell whether someone's a good friend or not in your opinion so in my opinion a good friend is someone who is loyal consistent and okay. someone, and someone who, from a, on a spiritual level, kind of enhances your devotion to God. So, friends, we all know the saying, uh, you know, bad friends corrupt good morals. Good friends can sometimes be the difference, the make or break difference between you flourishing spiritually and you being held back spiritually. So, when I think of good friends and the good friends in my life, 
they yeah. are loyal just so that's not i guess that's not even something that is so particular to christianity, you know, christianity. no they're they're loyal i know like i know where the allegiances lie i know man like yeah they're not guys who do who do behind your back with the pagans and line you up no, that's good that's good that's calm yeah i don't have many pagans but at least i know that these friends no matter what i know they will speak for me in a room that's one thing that i, I can hands down say i have no no issues around what what they're saying about me in another room they're consistent in that that doesn't necessarily mean that around all the time like i've got friends that i can go months without speaking to but the second we pick up a phone the second we touch base like we're we're back on track or we're like me for example like you exactly you don't, talk, you don't chat all the time but like when we do it's all good like you, yeah, yeah. there's just that ex, there's just that expectation that you know yeah I'm, like i'm here for you there's that consistency yeah yeah, yeah. Consistency can can look like different things but you just know what to expect from that person whenever you pick up the phone um and finally which is something that is more particular to um you know anyone who wants to grow in their walk with the lord is mm -hmm. friends that encourage you in your walk friends that point you towards scriptures friends that normalize holiness friends that pray with you pray for you friends that you know just have that wise counsel as and when when yeah. it's needed they challenge you if you're yeah. if you're going astray you're thinking wrong if if something you know they can sense something in your life that's a bit off key they they won't feel a way to let you know about it and just on a practical level you know there's that yeah, shared yeah. vulnerability openness accountability support just someone who you know isn't going to judge you isn't going to um yeah, they just they just have wise words. They're gonna gossip or talk behind your back as well. No, they're not gonna exactly. They're not gonna be like, oh, how can I pray for you just so that they can get the the tea to go and gossip, like or. Oh, but yeah, you'd be surprised. Yeah, many people do that. I guess. Yeah, I yeah. mean, you you do have to be discerning with friends. You have to be discerning yeah, yeah. with people who you don't. It's not everybody that you're gonna air out your dirty laundry to. But I think it's very important to have those people in your life where. Yeah. where you know, nothing is off limits. Like they know, they know what you're struggling with. They know the highs, the lows. You know, mm -hmm. the deep dark. They know they, they. You feel comfortable and vulnerable enough with them to share that with you, knowing that in response you're gonna get encouragement. So yeah, when yeah. I think of some of my closest friends, they're all of that in a package. That's good. That's dope. Uh, for me, um, you mentioned a good point: loyalty. Um, a lot, a lot of people don't really understand what loyalty means, right? Um. Now, loyalty isn't being loyal or sticking around when it benefits you, when it's in your interest. Loyalty is actually sticking around with someone when it's actually against your interest to stick around with them. Um, you know, that's what loyalty is. You know, loyalty isn't, you know, a lot of girls will be like, I'm loyal, babe. Like that girl on Love Island a couple of years ago, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> loyalty isn't. Um, everything's going well with you, so I'll stick around and be a good friend. Loyalty is when everyone else hates you, I'm still going to stick around. You know, yeah, you, right. when, you know, you've been involved in a scandal or your dirty laundry's come out, or maybe you've got fired at work, or um, you know, you've messed up, right? Listen, and you are guilty, you've messed up. A loyal friend is someone who still sticks around and helps you come up from that that guilt and that mess, mm. right? Uh, it's not it's not saying obviously you won't get things wrong, um. And, uh, you know, I, you know, I, I've got things wrong before, and you know, there've been some friends who, 
um, would distance themselves away from me. And, you know, I understand it perfectly. Don't get me wrong. Right? And there's some friends who would, you know, message me and be like, yo, don't worry, this will blow over. Um, in fact, let me help you write a statement. Um, let me help you um, go to the gym and let me take you, let me go take you out and take right. your mind away that, from this thing. That right? practical kind of friendship. Yeah. Yeah, not that friendship where I'm going to pray for you and just leave you alone. No, even yeah. though even though prayer is great, but you know God works in partnership with people. Right? You, you pray and you do something as well. Hundred um, So I like that. Um, you know, for me, uh, I look at the best friends which are good for me are the friends who have the best impact on my direction. One, uh, mm. my financial and professional stability. Two, and then free my emotional state. Mm. Um, I think you know and what you could do I, I i like to weigh my friends up against those um because someone could have great impact on your direction someone could be great for your direction in terms of your vision and your life right but then they could be emotionally abusing you Andrew. you know like, you know if you have like a manipulative or... yeah, you, yeah you can yeah you can have a boyfriend and um you know um, i know people who are guilty of this you know i'm at myself man, i've been guilty of this in the past um you can have a boyfriend who um loves you and wants you to do well for you right um, but all they're doing is correcting you whenever you're wrong all, mm. all the time, not making allowances for your faults, right? Mm. Um, and I, I used to be guilty of that, right? So, yeah, they have the best impact on you. They have the best um, heart in terms of the direction. They want you to do well. They want you to be the best you can, right? But because I'm constantly penalising you all the time, right, I'm very that bad for your emotional state. Emotional effects, yeah. Yeah, you. and I didn't understand that until, you know, um, after, uh, along, uh, recently, that, you know, you can, you can have the best um, intention for someone's direction, right? Um, but... If I'm detrimenting your emotional state, Ooh. then am I really a good friend for you? And so do you find all of those characteristics in one person or on balance um, across your friendships? Do you just need to have all of those yeah. criteria so, fulfilled? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So like your three closest friends, there should be a nice mixture of those three. So maybe one person has two of those or one person has two and a half of those and I one has two and a half. Um, I think if someone's just got one, um, it depends on um, how they impact the other two. For example, if they're great with your financial professional stability, right, and then they're negligible on your emotional state, then that that I guess that can work in that time span. But if they're great with your professional and financial stability, but they're abusing your emotional state, then you have to ask yourself a question that you know, what's the cost you're willing to pay there? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Um, so that that's for me. Um, and I guess, you know, as we like to do, we like to go through different um, examples in the Bible. Um, so have you got an example of someone who's a good friend to someone yeah. in the Bible? Yeah. I mean, uh, one of perhaps the most striking examples of friendship that I've seen in the Bible was between Jonathan and David. Um, in 1 Samuel 18, 1, it says, as soon as he'd finished speaking to Saul, that was um uh, Jonathan the soul of Jonathan was knit to the soul of David and Jonathan loved him as his own soul um and throughout that account of uh the friendship between uh Jonathan and David you just see through thick and thin uh Jonathan's there to protect David he loves him like his, his own soul uh there's nothing that he wouldn't do even to the extent of putting his own life at risk um, for David um, and that was through very intense difficulty so as you were saying previously about loyalty you mm. know Saul was out for for David's life and uh, Jonathan um, you know was able to protect him in various measures um, to prevent him from being in 
harm's way. And that is probably one of the most striking examples of um, friendship that I see in the Bible in any case. Not necessarily, um, you know, it, it does it touch on every element of friendship, but the ultimate principle of you can see that Jonathan loved David as his own soul. Um, and that's the kind of friend that I try and be to, to the people in my life that, you know, anything that I would do for myself, I would do for you. And the, the devotion and the loyalty that you can sense from me, just know that that comes from a place of, of love of, and it's like no strings attached. It's, it's not necessarily conditional. Obviously, if there is a, a dynamic in a friendship where you can see it's all give no, all take no give or there's some element of um, emotional abuse or manipulation or just something just doesn't sit right. You have to evaluate that and see who, uh, you know, the people in your life, whether they, they really deserve the spot in your life and whether their presence in your life is detrimental. But of the people, I think I'm at an age now where everyone who I can consider a friend, I've already done the chopping out of the people who <laughs> perhaps I don't necessarily... The wheat from the chef. <laughs> <laughs> you want to call it that. So everyone who's in my life right now is someone I consider a friend and someone who I, I want to... Um, extends that same kind of example and principle of devotion that I see um, in the story between uh, David and Jonathan. Yeah, and it's good because um, for, for for people who like, have never heard that story before, um, for for context, um, uh, you have David who um, you know kills Goliath, and then you have Saul, who's king of Israel, who's jealous of David's reputation and his standing amongst everyone in Israel, right? And Jonathan is Saul's son right and Jonathan goes against his father in order to keep David alive and now that's loyalty because it would have been Jonathan's best interest to kill David because if you remember Jonathan would have been in line I think for King if Saul died um, whereas if David is still alive then David obviously becomes King right so I mean how many of you would spare someone knowing that if they still live, they're going to take the road that's destined for you. You know, think about work. How many of your colleagues have you man-shagged, right? Where you know that, um, you know, it's between you two for one job, right? And, you know, you throw him under the bus to get the job, for example. Um, no shade on that. I've done that in the past. Probably might do it again in future. Right, um, but it's an illustration to show you how good of a friend Jonathan was to David, and you can imagine at that time, you know, imagine going against the king, right, against the king order to kill someone. That's punishable by death, and he risked that to protect David. So that's a great example. You know, Proverbs um seventeen verse seventeen, ESV. I think in there's like ESV. You know, I'm more of an AMP guy. Um, but Proverbs seventeen, <laughs> Proverbs seventeen verse seventeen says, um, "A friend loves at all times, and a brother is born for adversity." Right. Uh, I remember like there's been certain times when I've had to call one or two friends, and I'm like, "Bro, you know, with the, the code we do is um, we I text them Mayday." <laughs> and they call me back immediately. Okay. <laughs> they call me back immediately. People and people who are busy, like working eight to eight, drop for example, everything. Right? I'll be like, and obviously, we, you know, that's how we build a trust. We don't normally, we don't, we don't say mayday all the time. I'll be like, mayday, bro. Get a call straight away. Um, but here's a question for you, though. Right, if someone's loyal to you and a good friend to you, but they don't, but they're not saved, are they a good friend? Yes, hundred 
hundred percent. Okay. Yeah. That I think it goes back to the point of um, you know the question I asked that does necessarily all of the criteria that you're looking for have to reside in one person per se, um, and I think it's a, a huge mistake a lot of Christians make when they become saved and. Yeah it's all new it's all fresh so exciting they just want to be as holy as possible and they x out everyone in their life that they perceive as potentially holding them back from that and then perhaps as they mature a few few years down the line they look round and they're like where are the people who i actually know have you know the characteristics of good friends they were good friends to me on other levels other than encouraging me spiritually um but because i you know ventured on of my spiritual journey, I left them behind. And perhaps, perhaps you can find yourself just surrounded in a bit of a Christian bubble uh, where everyone around you perhaps is safe. That's not necessarily a bad thing, but we do live in the real world and we're not called to separate ourselves entirely from interacting with those who don't know Christ. Um, and some of my, you know, some of my best friends, I, I, would, I wouldn't consider them saved. Um, but that's not to say that you know, the, from a practical well, are they, well, are, they, are they bad girls? They're not bad girls. No, no, I'm joking, I'm joking, I'm joking. <laughs> <laughs> I'm joking, carry on, carry on. Carry on, carry on. There's all the element of, you know, rebellion in all of us, but... Yeah, no, I'm playing, I'm playing, I'm playing, I'm playing. <laughs> like, on, an, on just on a level of that practical, like, I know they're there for me no matter what. Our friendship has stood the test of time. Um, you know, I can pick up the phone anytime and just have a convo with them. Um you know and they they keep me in check as well like I think sometimes self-righteousness can um, creep up in the heart of a believer when you know especially when at the end of the day you are pursuing righteousness you are pursuing holiness you are living your life in a way that you know the Lord would be pleased with sometimes you can get a bit overconfident with that um, and mm -hmm. sometimes you just need um, you know people to not not to check you but just to remind you like you're not you're not all that all the time like you don't need you, like you don't need to act too holy all the time um and also just to, to have that test in your life I would say that sometimes I am tested in my faith because at the end of the day there's still temptation to stray from what I know is the straight and narrow and sometimes that can come from my friendships you know yeah, yeah, going I have places this glass, I have this glass of wine <laughs> I, nah, I didn't need no one to tell me to have a glass of wine. <laughs> I remember, remember when I put um, the, um when I went to the wedding and I put the um actually never mind, never mind, never mind, never mind, never mind. That's why I was so gassed when I came in about this podcast. I was like, Ira, be Ira. <laughs> but yeah, but yeah, um, you made a good point, you know, because I look at some of my best friends, some of them are my best friends, um, aren't necessarily saved or aren't necessarily taking their walk, um, where I am, right? Um, but you know, if you look at Jesus, you know, look at some of the people he became friends with, right? Um, he became friends with people who were described in the Bible as especially wicked. You know, I think was it a Mary? Um, or I think there was the one, the one lady in the Bible who, um, she was, you know, in in, in the AMP version, it says that she was an especially wicked sinner, and Jesus, you know, became friends with her, right? Mm. Uh, that's the Lord. You know, becoming friends with people who, who um, aren't saved, right? And I guess, I guess, in our case, I guess for me, I think it's okay to have some friends who aren't saved, uh, as long as they're not impacting your direction negatively. Um, I think if you got a friend there who 
knows you're trying to be saved, right? But they're throwing to you, they're throwing at you boys, they're throwing at you girls and stuff like that. Then you gotta ask yourself, is that person really a friend? Because if they were, they'd be they'd want what's best for your direction. Okay. Um I give you an example, a flip side, when I was a bad guy, right? Around that time, yeah. When I was a <laughs> when I was a bad guy around that time, I had a friend who um was in a long-term relationship, right? And he was like to me, bro, I won't lie to you. Um, I'm gonna stop partying with you because wow. I I know that um what I know he wants what he, to be on. Yeah, he knows what he wants to be serious. He wants to be serious with his woman, and he knows that if he goes out with me, um, not not saying we're genesis or anything like that, but no, if he goes but out with me, that might be compromised. Yeah, if, if me compromising him to be in a position where he probably probably weaken, you know what I'm saying? Um, and I was like, you know what? Initially, it hurt. I was like, bruv, my boy's my boy's not coming out of me anymore, right? But then I deep, you know what? Because I wanted, to, I want what's good for his direction. I was like, you know what? I respect that, and. Dude, you know, it's come to the point where nowadays he's he like to me, Ira, why don't you invite me out anymore? I'm like, bruh, you told me not to invite you out. <laughs> he asked me out. And at that time, did that, did that work any form of conviction in you? Did that make you assess why he was saying that? Well, I was, was like, like you know what, yeah, maybe I need to fix up still because it's I was small, like... Small, small, you know. <laughs> yeah, so I was like, you know what, he's got a valid point. Um, and he was a good friend. He was, he was, remember, he wasn't rude about it, but he indirectly was saying, Ira, I can't trust myself around with you when I'm out. Hundred percent. Yeah, yeah. 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 And I didn't like that at the time, uh, but yeah. I was like, you know what? Okay, cool. So maybe let me be the kind of friend that people can go out with me and still feel safe in terms of right. me not right. tempting them to do something they don't want to do. Um, and again, I used to be a big time drinker, proper, mm. right? And they know that if they get waved a certain level, they may step out of the relationship, mm. right? And so okay, I'm like, cool. Now. I won't be a champion of beer, as the Bible talks about. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I won't be a champion of beer. I'll drink my, my uh, like, you know, to, to the nice point and stop. Yeah. And okay. as a result of that, I won't encourage them to also do that as well. Yeah, go and, overboard. And now that guy is a lot more comfortable going out with me, for example. I love that. Um, but that was him being a good friend to me to let me know that, Iray, you know, you know, I, I love you, bro, but I can't go out of certain areas. And I'll mm-hmm. be being a good friend to, to be like, you know what? I care about his direction he has with his woman and his, you know, his, his future wife. So I will, you know, make some adjustments so that he can feel safe in that regard. Massive respect. Uh, yeah. Um, you know what I'm saying? Um, a bad friend would have tried to maybe gaslight him. Right? A bad friend would have tried to be like, you know, you know, now you've got a girlfriend, you, you know, you think you're better than your man them. A lot, a lot of people do that, right? A lot, how many girls have said to their, their, their female friends, now you got a boyfriend, not spending any time with us, right? Um, you know, you'd be surprised the number of people who are jealous of their friends being in relationships, mm. right? They won't say it to their friend, but from outside looking, you can see that this person's vibes is poor. Mm. Um, yeah, like something's just stiff in the air. Yeah, like in the Bible, um, a great example of a of a, of a bad friend uh, we can see in, in, in Daniel 6. Um, and, you know, a lot of people, when they hear the story of the lion's den, um, they you know see it as Daniel being a man of faith, which he was, being saved by um, God and a lion not killing him. Right? Mm. Imagine them. You know them Instagrammers who always spend time with lions. Yeah, so it's similar to that, right? Mm. And and what, for con- what, what, what for context, you have King Darius, who um, is a Medi, and you know they've um, and you know um, the Medes have now taken over the Babylonian Empire, right? And um, like Babylon, and 
uh, he appoints three commissioners to rule over um, his empire, right? And you have Daniel, and you have two other commissioners, right? Now, because Daniel's favoured, Daniel um, becomes like the best commissioner, and obviously those two other commissioners feel, feel, feel jealous of Daniel, and then they plot a way to get Daniel killed, right? So they manipulate King Darius into sending Daniel into the lion's den, right? And mm. and if you look at that scripture, Darius isn't necessarily an evil king. Um, if anything, before he sends Daniel to the lion's den, he's actually he actually fasts for him that night and he actually prays for him, right? So he didn't want to send Daniel into the lion's den, right? If you look at verse, um, if you look at if you look at verse. If you look at verse um, 16, it says, Then the king gave a command, and Daniel was brought and thrown into the lion's den. This is Daniel 6, verse 16. And then the mm. king said to Daniel, May your God, whom you constantly serve, rescue you himself. So that's someone who knows and seen that Daniel's God is... He's powerful, you know, he's yeah. got a revelation, right? Mm. Right? And then it says in verse 18, right? It says, Then the king returned to his palace and spent the night fasting, and no music or entertainment was brought before him, and he remained unable to sleep, right? And so that's a guy who who didn't want to send Daniel to the lion's den. Yeah, he's distressed. And he actually fasted for him, Mm. right? And then, you know, a a man said he he remained unable to sleep, but he's been manipulated by his friends, the two other commissioners, to do that. And then, you know, if you look at verse 19, it says, then the king arose at dawn at the break of day, and hurried to the den of lions, right? When he came near to the den, he called out to Daniel with a troubled voice. The king said to Daniel, O Daniel, servant of the living God, has your God, whom you constantly serve, been able to rescue you from the lions? Then Daniel spoke to the king, saying, O king, live forever. My God has sent his angel, and has shut the mouth of the lions, so that they have not hurt me, because I'll find innocent before him, and also before you. Right, and then in the end, um, the king takes Daniel out of the den and throws those two commissioners into the den. Right, but that's an example of how the wrong counsel can affect right. your your lives. Right, because you know the two commissioners, the two other commissioners, right? They're obviously brilliant people. They're obviously intellectually clear. Right, mm. to be able to you know to be able to rule the, the Medes Empire, they're obviously intellectually clear. Right, um. They're probably wealthy, you know. In terms of well, in terms of um, worldly wise, they're successful and they're they're great, right? That's right. But their morality and spirituality wasn't there. You look at Darius. Darius actually says, right? Oh, Daniel, servant of the living God. Right? So he knew that Daniel's God was tr- the true God, right? But his friends didn't, and as a result of that, they tried to manipulate him into killing his best advisor. Ooh. So that's an example of. Sometimes the wrong friends, even if they're great intellectually, they're great with um, money, they're great morally sometimes even, they can still have detrimental effects to you. So that's a great example in the Bible of friends who aren't great. Uh, what, yeah. what, are your thoughts? what are your thoughts on this particular passage? Yeah, no, I think that's interesting how you chose to focus on um, the commissioners and as the example of, of a bad friend. Like, I think a lot of people when they read that passage, they're just so caught up with the narrative of 
uh, Daniel getting thrown into the lion's den and um, not getting just, eaten, fam. Yeah, not getting eaten and just like you know, you know my man said, man said, sweet and sour Daniel. <laughs> 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 yeah but like that is actually a very good point around how you know on the surface of it friends that you know can have a perception of they're wise they're successful they're um popular they're you know they're the whole package on the on the outside but internally perhaps spiritually they're not able to discern um certain realities and so you can't always trust the advice of people who you are convinced don't have um that kind of spiritual discernment even if on the surface of it they're the full package 100 percent, 100 percent. um and again again it's okay to have worldly friends um but it depends on what the influence on them on you is um you know if you're someone who you know, you're trying to stop partying, um, or trying to go to stop going to wild parties, should I say? Because I still party. Mm. I consider yeah. them. I consider. I consider them banquets. You know. <laughs> you know. Jesus talking about banquets. <laughs> you know. The other day, I was like to my boy, "Yo, are you still doing a half party every Friday?" He goes, "Bro, aren't you supposed to be in a straight and narrow?" I'm like, "Fam, I'm allowed to go to banquets." Okay, I'm going to the ball. What do you mean? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, so, like, if you're if you're, if you're someone who's trying to um, stop drinking crazy when you go out to parties mm. right? and your friend's always giving you drinks yeah you gotta ask yourself is that friend really for you mm. um right or you, you know um that's, that's an example i i guess um uh and you know what i wanted to think about though like you know um, uh, you know another scripture is you know um as you mentioned in, in your in your particular notes right a good friend will challenge you when you fall right mm. um, a lot of friends tell you what you want to hear they don't mm-hmm. tell you what you need to hear, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I got friends who told me, bro, I won't lie to you, bro. Just get 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 it together. Um, you know, I've had friends tell me you're moving mad, right? And I've had other friends tell me you're not moving mad. And I've had to look at all right, cool, to the point where I know which friend I'm gonna go to for mm-hmm. advice now, right? Um, you know, yeah, and you know, as you mentioned, if you're looking to grow closer to Christ, you know, there are some friendships which are counter and productive. Again, if you know if they're your source, source of, if they're your source of temptation, or if they make you feel comfortable for pursuing spiritual maturity as well, um, you know I've got friends now who, you know, funny in a group chat, right? When they post women, you know what guys are like, right? They post women. Yeah, yeah. Oh, my, I do. my boy be like, Eri, don't don't look. This is in PG. <laughs> <laughs> This isn't for you anymore. Yeah, so funny. Yeah. Well, at least uh, the heart's in the right place. Um, <laughs> um, yeah, okay, cool. Um, have you got any uh, points you wanted to um, say about bad or good friends? Yeah, no, I think um, that point that you just touched on, it reminds me of the scripture in Proverbs 27, 5 to 6, where it says, Better is open rebuke than hidden love, faithful are the wounds of a friend, and profuse the kisses of an enemy. Like, I... I'm so grateful for the people in my life who I know are not just yes men. Like I'm not, a, I'm not above reproof. I'm not, you know, I haven't got everything together. I'm not, you know, the spotless example of Christianity. Like I do need people to, who are walking this walk with me on the straight and narrow to be able to, when they see something that isn't correct, be able to check me on it. Um, and even just to ask pe- pressing questions, ask very, instructive questions at random times um friends that are that will just check up on me randomly and be like what's your thought life like right now um you know 
how is um, singleness going how is purity going how is this or, or that going like having those friends who are um, intentional about um, trying to identify the pressure points in your life those are those are the only the, the kind of friends that, that you can pray for and I remember when I first um, came to know the Lord that was one of my first prayers because I knew the people that were around me were all the people I was gallivanting with all the people I was partying with all the people who were uh who I was enjoying sin with basically and so hey, well, you're, when you're, I you're Mercedes. sorry you're Mercedes. <laughs> I wasn't I wasn't quite at that level yet I was still I was still in this Toyota Yaris at that time <laughs> yeah sorry carry on the carry on I couldn't help myself um but yeah, that was one of my first prayers as a Christian, like bring me godly friends. Um, and uh, he answered that prayer in a way that I can't even imagine. I'm going to shout out blessing on Mora Gay right now. I know she's going to be very gassed when she hears this. Um, but genuinely, she was an answer to prayer. Um, I, I actually didn't like her previously. Like I found her too much. I found her OTT. I've, I've already shared this with her. So, and she knows she was OTT. Yeah, I don't want to report in my podcast. <laughs> But um, when I first got saved, I started writing a blog and she picked up on the blog and she literally just called me out of nowhere and was like, you, you're a Christian now. You're writing this Christian blog. And honestly, that was that 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 was and the rest was history. Like to this day, like we are. Um, she's one of my closest friends uh, and is everything that you described um, from the criteria that you look for in a friend. That is her in a nutshell. Um, and she is, you know, I'm very candid with her. She's very candid with me. Um, there is nothing that's off the table. There's nothing that's off the cards. Um, very transparent, very open, 100% accountable to each other. Um, and it's not always pretty. Like, sometimes she'll tell me, like, that's dead. That, like, I do not, I just do not like that at all. And I know where she's coming from to know that that's coming from a place of love and it's and I know she has my best interest at heart and I know um that anything that she's saying is it is for um my direction it's not it's not coming from a place of malice or a place yeah. of hope or anything um so I think it's it's absolutely crucial and I think those kinds of friends they don't just fall into your lap you have to you, you have to actively work here that's like my, my 100 percent you have to actively work and cultivating those relationships 100%. definitely okay cool um speak uh, speaking of that um do you want to quickly tell everyone what you do for, for living? Yeah, sure. So I work in investment banking. Um, I have done for the past five and a half years, um, particularly in sales and trading within the global markets division. You know, if any of you have seen industry, which hopefully haven't, uh, but if you have happened to, it's quite explicit, quite raunchy. I personally didn't get past the second episode, disclaimer, just because it was a bit much. But um yeah, that's basically the world that I work in, sales and trading, Wolf of Wall Street, all that jazz. Are you a vice president then? Okay, thank you. Yes, I, um, as a result of uh, a promotion recently, I have been uh, promoted to vice president, uh, so that is my corporate title. Um, but yeah, on, on, from a, on a day-to-day basis, I help um, institutional investors uh, buy and sell fixed income securities, if that makes any sense to anybody. Man, like so, you know. Quickly before we wrap up, what's it like when it comes to working in the professional world and making colleagues and friends? Um, mm-hmm. Because 
you know, I'm a, you know, in my job, we we're, we're, we're often dealing with clients and sometimes you may know that a product doesn't do something, right? Mm. But the sales team will tell them, yeah, it does do this. And are you a bad friend if you then tell the customer that the sales team are lying or are you a good friend? Like, how does it, you know, how do you do with those kind of intricacies and those kind of political um, discussions? Yeah, so, I mean, one of my favourite verses, uh, live versus mine, is um, part of Psalm 8411, where it says, um, no good thing um, does the Lord withhold from those who walk uprightly and that is just something that I've come to know to be true um, and again it, it kind of I can use that the principle of you know seek ye first the kingdom of God and all things shall be added onto you my first priority whether I'm at work whether I'm at home whether I'm out with friends is am I walking uprightly um, am I seeking the kingdom of God that is that's always first and foremost and I know as the Bible promises no good thing shall elude me and also all things will be added unto me so I've always tried to adopt the principle of integrity to um, you know my values and my principles um, and however they unfold I just let them unfold I don't put too much thought into oh but you know this dynamic or that dynamic because naturally you know if someone's telling you to do something that goes contrary to um you know your principles or your beliefs or your values you know that it might have an adverse consequence but um another scripture I can also bring which I know to be true is that you know I've been young and I've been old but never have I seen the righteous forsaken like um in choosing to put what I know to be right first and foremost um, and allowing that to lead my actions things just resolve themselves I don't even put too much emphasis on the 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 thought process of oh what if this person does this or she does that or she finds out this or he doesn't like me she doesn't like me like you know the boss of all of you is my king in heaven so amen oh, yeah that's when you start doing your me you start um, snapping your fingers <laughs> So, I, you know, I know who I'm ultimately reporting to and it's none of you lot. So, um, you know, I, I don't allow, um, you know, it's, you know, I do find myself in compromising situations often. Like, it's just un, it's unavoidable. And even, um, you know, uh, it, we were talking about Daniel. Like, Daniel is a character that I draw a lot of inspiration from just because of his resolve and his integrity. Always, yeah. always, always, d- d- despite... The, you know adversity or the pressure that he's under to conform uh, to something that he knows is contrary to what the Lord would have, have him do he doesn't care and he is determined to follow his Lord and that is the kind of principle I try to adopt when I when I find myself in compromising situations situation where it will be easier to lie it would be I would get that trade done if I just kind of embellish this a bit I would get I will endear myself to this client if I just you know pretend I go out drinking every weekend when I don't like (laughs) yeah yeah I'm not gonna do it and will I alter maybe you know some at some point down the line people will start to oh she's no fun like she doesn't you know she's not rough around the edges that's what we like around here I don't care <laughs> like yeah. I am, I am. Now, sometimes people people will actually start to draw gravitate towards you because they know you're different as well 100% um, like my goodness the amount of, not that I entertain workplace gossip that's another thing that people know about me do not come to me looking for some juice looking for some tea looking for some whispers like that's not what I'm here for but people come to me 
to share quite confidential things because they know once you've told me, it's not going anywhere. So, you know, there are certain things that get told me, get told to me, but that I'm like, okay, cool. I probably should know that, but okay. And even, um, you know, people who ask my opinion on certain things, just because they know I'm not really about the office politics. I'm not really, I don't have any, you know, um, stake in whether that situation goes left or right. Like they, people just know me as a relatively trustworthy stand-up person that they can talk to. Um, and I yeah. think I think that that does speak volumes in a workplace where it's just that that is quite rare. Hundred percent, hundred percent, dope, dope. All right, cool. Um, so, uh, yeah, thanks for coming on. Um, for those you know, uh, a quick summary. We looked at good and bad friends. Um, when a friend is good to you or good for you, when a friend is bad for you, and you know, you know, it can be summarized as who's got the best impact on your direction, um, both your financial and professional stability, and your emotional stability. Um, again, we we didn't mention um financial stability, but quickly, if you got a friend, if, you, if you're trying to save, and your friend's always inviting you out to spend your money, and that friend isn't really good for you. <laughs> That's a quick example. Um, Inez, where, where can we um where can we find you? Oh, yeah, you can find me on Instagram at Inez Sark. Um, that's primarily where I am. If you want to add me on LinkedIn as well, that's fine. Inez Sarkodi. Um, yeah, happy to connect. Well, Sarkodi. Um, uh, okay. No, yeah. no relation. <laughs> <laughs> um, just don't, just don't, okay? I heard it too many times. No relation. Uh, uh, and if you want to get into contact with me, um, message me on Ira. Instagram, which is iray.ae, which is ire.ae, or on Twitter, iraylewa, which is i-r-a-y-l-i-w-a. Um, follow the podcast at After God's Own Pod everywhere. Um, I might even do a clubhouse session soon, so I'll let you guys know. Um, Inez, thanks so much for coming on and dropping the gems. And half the time, I'm just sitting there listening, you know, putting it right in my own notes and from what you're saying. So thanks, thanks for that. Um, yeah, thanks for having me. And um, see you guys again uh, next week. Bye.